Rainbows are rare, a blend of beauty and cheers, a symbol of reverie, colors of fantasy. Try to chase it with your vision. An absolute crescent gonna engender great elation. To begin with, I will be continuing my talk from the last episode. I have few more alkaloids possessing cholinergic properties to discuss today and along with these a little chat about the directly acting choline esters. Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult podcast. I'm your host Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD Pharmacology and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better and make your concepts crystal clear. If you rarely find and if there's a question hovering in your minds is pharmacology difficult lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge nicotine yes this is the numero uno drug of the day now to be very frank this drug apart from comprising medicinal uses as an add-on drug it also bears the credit to be abused in tobacco preparations. So what to do? Low and safe doses, they are very, very useful in cardiac patients of ischemic heart disease and various dosage forms available. They are chewing gums, transdermal patches, nasal sprays and inhalational preparations. Chewing gums do not possess a definite rate of delivery of nicotine. Why? Because the chewing rate it differs from person to person. And along with this, one more point to note is that pH of the saliva, it can change depending upon the consumption of various drinks like coffee, etc. Talking about the medicinal assets of nicotine. It is very effectively used as an add-on drug to cease the smoking practice. But what should be known about this? The primary treatment to stop the habit of smoking is actually not nicotine. It is just an add-on drug. The primary treatment is counseling and drugs like bupropion and up to a certain extent. One more drug. Berenicaline which is a partial agonist at nicotine receptors. These drugs and these strategies, they are more effective than the patches of nicotine. Though I have to tell you and I have to make you aware of one very important fact about berenicaline. It has reported adverse effects like suicidal tendencies. I can just tell you as far as the cessation of smoking habit is concerned, you can consider nicotine equally effective as a placebo to achieve a continuous, consistent withdrawal from this bad habit. Okay, next alkaloid to talk about, I have very few words for this one and this is lobeline. It is also derived from plants and it is very quite similar to nicotine. So, you can just take it as another new-to-know alkaloid cholinergic drug and add it to your list. 
it's high time to shift the discussion compass towards the esters of choline. Now, I have already talked about acetylcholine, its structure, its synthesis, storage, release, depletion, receptors, action, clinical status, etc. Hence, I won't repeat. Please refer a few back episodes if you really want to know the details again. Let's move ahead. Other choline esters worth discussing today, they are carbacol, bethanicol, methacholine, so why wait? All three, they are categorized under the directly acting choline esters. The first one to talk about is carbacol. It possesses both muscarinic and nicotinic effects. Now, it may initially stimulate and later depress the cardiovascular system and also the gastrointestinal system. Adrenaline release is enhanced from the adrenal medulla. Now, that's one of the nicotinic actions of carbacol. But then, you should be aware that high-potency, non-selective receptor function and the long-acting behavior of carbacol makes its use very rare as far as the clinical field is concerned. So what use can you list for carbacol? Well, sometimes it's used as topical application on the eye to cause meiosis. The amount is around 0.01 to 3% eye solution. Now this is used in the diseases of eyes like glaucoma which are resistant to pilocorpine and physostigmine. And it is also used during the eye surgery for the same purposes that is to produce meiosis. Let's move on to our next drug, bethanicol. It is a carbamoyl ester not hydrolyzed by acetylcholine esterase. Why? Due to the carbamic acid esterification. It only exhibits muscarinic action and not nicotinic. The muscarinic action, it lasts for around an hour. Bethanicol works very effectively on bladder and gut. In the bladder, it finds its use to treat the retention of urine by stimulating detrusive muscles and relaxing the trigon muscles. All in all, it helps to empty the bladder, especially in the conditions of post-operative retention of urine, in states of diabetic neuropathy, neurogenic bladder, chronic hypertonic bladder. In all these conditions, you don't need to use catheterization if you are using bethanicol. It causes increased urination. The route of drug administration is generally oral. The amount is about 15 to 40 milligrams on empty stomach. The frequency is thrice daily. Let's talk about its use in the gut. I would say that bethanicol increases the lower esophageal pressure in the resting state and the sphincter muscles, they are relaxed. It also enhances the gut motility. Though nowadays, 
more sophisticated therapies methods they are available but back in timeline bethanicol was accounted as the treatment of distension of abdomen after operation as a treatment therapy of gastric esophageal reflux disease neurogenic atony megacolon etc don't neglect the adverse effects the accountable ones they are increased secretion of sweat saliva decreased blood pressure accompanied with reflex tachycardia nausea abdominal pain diarrhea bronchospasm and how can you resolve all these issues well atropine sulfate can help to reverse these effects and help a bit okay let's move our discussions further towards methacholine now where does this drug finds its apt use its preferable route is inhalational and the use is to diagnose the states of overreactivity of bronchus in the absence of evident asthma administered via nebulizer after diluting powder content in 0.9% sodium chloride If the patient is pre-asthmatic then there going to be exaggerated constriction of bronchi a decline in the vital capacity parameters Now what precautions or care is to be observed This diagnostic test should be rendered safe with the presence of supportive treatments like oxygen resuscitation kits inhalatory bronchodilator drugs like beta 2 adrenergic receptor agonists etc now i have to tell you a novel end note i mean it's a great point of interest recently there has been a curious finding to use m1 agonists in cognitive impairment states like alzheimer's disease animal model studies to state regulatory effects of M2 and M5 receptors in the cognitive function. Hmm. Let me to share some good great historical milestones as I put a full stop to this discussion of muscarinic agonists. The first one. Schmiedebag your 1869 isolated muscarine from Emanera muscaria. Second. Pilocarpine was isolated from blades of South American shrub Pilocarpus in around 1857. Third, ericoline derived from the betel nut Erica was quite famous euphoretic among the inhabitants of India and East Indies. Fourth, methacholine was developed by Hanton Tavakor in around 1911. while carbacol and bethanicol were developed around 1930s after the collection of these historical seashells yes a big bye for now for all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast do visit www.asformecologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates, and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook, and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name. Is pharmacology difficult? 
If you're listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes Apple Podcast. Stay safe, stay happy, stay enlightened. Thank you.